catfish is taking advantage of children. It looks like EA is banning you if someone else swears at you. And we talk about the new Xbox 360 dashboard update. That plus more on today's MASHcast. Another edition of the Mash This Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jared. And I'm here with senior editor and the only man that I know that owns his own battle star, Rob Hill Williams. That's no planet. Except that I just totally said that wrong. That's no moon. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, it's also so the wrong series. Kill you. Yeah. yeah, two sets of fans are going to be killed. Yeah, that's true. Battlestar fans and Star Wars fans. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Come at me, bro. And I'm also here with uh, a- another senior editor and uh, professional shark wrangler, Nick Santangelo. That's correct. You know, just just a little weekend activity I partake in. Yeah, just when he's bored. Exactly. As this is uh, Mashcast 31, and we're just gonna hop right into it. Rob, what you been playing? Uh, let's see. I just finished Uncharted 3. <laughs> I liked the game well enough to finish it in two days, but I don't know how I felt about the ending. Not that it was bad, just... I don't know. Just, okay. Yay, that's an ending. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. Um, could have been a lot better. It could have been. Like, I don't... I don't I'm, I'm trying to, like, really think how... And, like, I guess maybe if I hadn't gotten trolled partway through, the, you know, the end, like, maybe that would have helped, but whatever. Um... Uh, playing Assassin's Creed Revelations now, trying to finish that because you know Game of the Year stuff is coming up. Uh, I like some things I do with the game; other things I don't. It's been talked about before. Jared's covered it at length in his review. Read that. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> um, DCU, of course, because I think we're addicted. Uh, TF2, and I've been playing Brink, which for five dollars, okay, that was fine. For five bucks, I would have been mad as hell if I were one of the people that paid sixty dollars for that game. Then, really, see, it's a little different now because of the lack of players. That's the problem. Mm. It's the lack of players. Like if you like, when I first got it, it was during a free weekend, and it was a lot of fun. That's like, it was a lot of fun to play because everybody was humans. Like now, you go into a server and like half the people are bots, you know, and that's part of what kind of kills the game. But like with people actually playing and communicating with each other, it's better. Right. Well, you know, always is when people are playing and communicating. But I just, I don't know. Like even just playing like the the single player stuff, quote unquote. Like just to kind of you know get a hang of the game or whatever. And I'm like, okay. 
Like, it's definitely a game that was meant to be a multiplayer, but I would have still been mad if I had paid sixty dollars for that game. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. Big, big problem with Brank was that they 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 messed up the launch so bad. They messed yeah. up the launch so bad. They should they really should just cut it off at this point and make Brank two. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's over it's over folks just just cut it off and they didn't make a bad game That's no the, the core of the game is fine like as far as mechanics how everything works like it's fine but it was yeah peripheral stuff <laughs> like, saying, like the core game was always fine it was the bugs that were on the problem they they released a, a game that was so buggy even by Bethesda, uh, Bethesda standards it was really buggy so yeah but uh yeah Nick what you been playing I've been playing Mario Kart on the 3DS, which is surprisingly a lot of fun. I mean, Mario Kart's always fun, but uh, I was wondering, like, all right, Mario Kart 7, it's, you know, whatever, be the same thing. And it it actually kind of is, like, it's really not that different than the past ones, but for whatever reason, I'm just having an insane amount of fun with it. A lot of new, like, um, pathways and different directions you can go on in the courses, which is really cool. It looks really nice, too. One of the better-looking games on the 3DS, so... You can read my review. It's up now if you're listening to the podcast, which you are. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I've been playing Skyrim quite a bit. And we've talked about that a lot. But I um, I think I might have messed up the Dark Brotherhood quest. I think I may have made it so it is impossible for me to finish the quest, which really sucks. And here's what Did happened. you kill everyone? You can't kill everyone, otherwise you can't finish Quest, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of what happened. I didn't kill everyone, but somebody else did, and it was you know pretty early in the game, like this weeks ago. You know, I went to this, ta- <laughs> I went to this town, Markarth, and there's like this whole debate going on with like these indigenous people, the Forsworn or whatever, and you can sign with them, or you can side with them, excuse me, or you can side with uh, the people of Markarth that are there and in power now. I decided, ah, fuck these people. I'm gonna side with the Forsworn, right? So I side with them. I get thrown in jail. I get I get framed for treason, which is kind of funny because actually I was I was yeah, being treasonous, but I get framed for something completely different, treason related, which I thought was kind of strange. But whatever. I end up in jail with these people. We do this whole revolt thing. We bust out of the jail. They just go absolutely ballistic. There's all these like tribal like spellcasters running loose. They kill everybody in the town. I get to kill the the dude that was in charge of the other side personally. Like I knocked him off a cliff. In like the slow mo like melee finisher, which is pretty awesome. So I'm like, all right, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, all right, I guess I'm done with this town. As I, so I leave and go do other shit, several weeks and probably like I don't know, twenty or thirty hours worth of game time go by. Now I'm doing the Dark Brotherhood. I gotta go to Markarth to talk to some guy. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I go to Markarth and like, oh, look at that. Everybody's alive again. The entire town is back, and like order is restored, guards are there, and everything. But now I'm wanted for murder and treason again, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just I'll just pay it off. I got like ten thousand septums, and the guard catches me and he runs through his whole thing, and like you look familiar and all this. So I try to pay it, and they won't let me pay it. They just tell me, you know, I'm gonna go to the to the prison for the rest of my days. I'm like, all right, whatever, fine. I'll go to the prison. You'll take some stolen shit that I have, only. There's no more prison because, like, we killed everybody and busted out of the prison. So there's nowhere to send me. So after I select that, he just goes, all right, then, and starts to walk away. But as soon as he puts his sword away, he turns back to me again and goes, wait a minute, you look familiar. And we go through the same conversation again. <laughs> oh, it's Groundhog Day, except, yes. you know, weirder. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. 
dude. So I have to run yeah, through the entire town with like yep. a dozen guards following me, trying to, to have the same conversation. Hey, you look familiar. You need to be. You need to be a thiefy. It sounds like you need to be a little more sneaky now. You better go work on that sneaking skill. That's yeah, I gotta talk to this guy in the town though, and it just yep. won't. It won't let me. It won't let me. No matter how, because once you start the conversation, you become visible again, and then the guards catch you again. So there you have it. I've need to lure him indoors or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I don't know what it is about Bethesda. I mean, they release such good games, but they're just so buggy. Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what the yeah. problem is there. Yeah, I so love the game. Big, I guess. Well documented. That's had all kinds of problems. So, anyways, that's what I've been up to. How about uh, you, Jay? Did you break anything, or you just been having fun? Uh, I haven't broken anything yet. I've also been playing Skyrim. We talked about that a little bit before the podcast, and I don't know. Like, I played it for about three hours so far. It's the only time. That's the only uh, time I've had to play it, and um, I'm a little bored right now. But I'm still kind of in the beginning. I know I haven't, I haven't gotten really deep into the game. Even I'm three hours in. Like, the beginning was really cool, and then they put the brakes on me really, really fast. So, I literally was in a town talking to people, just talking to people for about an hour and a half. The most action I've had after the beginning, uh, I killed a wolf, and I punched a lady in the face. And that's, <laughs> it's like, the most action that I've had after that. Actually, I was kind of surprised, because, like, oh, yeah, this, this person is harassing X person. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to go, uh you know, do this quest, finally I get to, you know, hurt somebody. And when I get there, it's the chick that that, that works at the armory or makes the armor and stuff like that. I'm like, really? And, yeah, they're like, yeah, don't kill her, but just, you know, slap around a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I can do that. And so I beat her up and that's it. Like, But as a, other than that, I... um. Are you sure this wasn't Duke Nukem? Yeah, yeah, positive wasn't Duke Nukem <laughs> in Skyrim. So, yeah, I do that. And um, what actually, when I came into that town, the cat people were there. I forget what their names are. Khajiit. Yeah, there you go. And uh, they had that. St- I'm, I'm a dark elf, and so I, I do. I want to do stealth and magic. And so they had. They were going to teach me how to stealth. And so I didn't have enough money to learn the skill when I first came in. <laughs> and they told me they were like nomadic and everything. But I got money inside the town. I came back. Oh, great! I can learn the skill. And then they weren't there. I'm like, no. No, I gotta go find them now. So I'm like, ah, oh, great. So that's been my Skyrim experience so far, which I hopefully I get a chance to play more this weekend, and you know it'll be better. But other than that, uh, I've been I picked up Bastion again, again, and you know started playing through that again, and uh, I've been playing DCU, which I have three characters for now. Oh, there's a third now. There's a third. Yeah, there's a third. <laughs> So getting get new characters on the sly. He's 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 getting in his addiction even deeper than the rest of us. <laughs> no, because what happens when I'm you know, you play DCU, like I think like, oh, this would be an awesome character to build and make, and so I make it and I get to level five and I'm just like, Okay, I'll be back and you know, then I go to a different character. So but uh yeah, that's what that's that's what I've been playing. And unfo- well, of course, StarCraft too, but that's that's a given. That's that's the crack. I can't even live without it. It's it's a shame. It really is a problem. <laughs> so, all right, um, yeah, let's get into the topics, shall we? Let's well, do it. Let's get we into shall. It. Yeah. So, uh, our first topic, uh, which we weren't going to talk about this up until about twenty minutes ago. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's about free to play games. 
you know, taking advantage of children. I, I, I should be more specific because it's not like we have a whole bunch of free-to-play games here to talk about. There's one specifically called uh, Tapfish, which is a free-to-play game that is targeted at children. And so, you know, I guess the description and what they say the game is going for is teaching children responsibility because you have a fish tank, you got to feed the fish and take care of the fish and keep the tank clean and all that good garbage. You know, it's a virtual pet game. The trick is, though, if your fish die, you don't, they don't come back unless you pay for more fish. And to get more fish, it costs $100 for 3,600 fish. That's it. Like, there's no other option. There's no five dollars for five fish. <laughs> I love that that's the number. Like, thirty-six hundred. That's just so random. Yeah, thirty-six hundred fish. Um, and it's like it's like a hundred dollars. And so the game is targeted at children. So you know, a parent will probably load it up and not pay attention, which is exactly what happened in the video that you'll see in the show notes. Um, parents loaded up for his kid, let him play it, and then the kids just, you know. Hit the button. <laughs> Spending a hundred dollars a pop, getting new fish. Um, these kids must have sucked because they spent like what fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars on on free on not free fish, but on on virtual fish. They spent fifteen hundred dollars. So that tells me a few things. Like first of all, don't get these kids any pets. And like you know, <laughs> second of all, parent, you need to be watching your iPad a bit more. But I mean, there's no. If I was to blame somebody for this situation specifically, I, I would t- have to say the parent and the developer. Like, the developer is clearly taking advantage. You know what I'm saying? You you're, you built a game that's targeted toward children. You know parents really probably aren't going to pay that much attention to it. You know, and, you know, you just put it, you know, you just pop it in there. You know, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all you, you, want to see, you want some new fish? No problem. Spend that, that money that you have no responsibility over, you know? But at the same time, like, as a parent, like, you're still dealing with the Internet. Like, you have to watch what your children are doing, you know? I disagree to a certain extent. Not not because I disagree with that with that sentiment, because, like, parents absolutely should know what their kids are playing, what they're doing. But the thing about this game in particular, like, just this one, is the fact that it's linked to, like, your iTunes account, so that, like, it's not even like, oh, you want to buy fish, like, you need to, like, you know, a kid going into their mom or dad's wallet and getting their credit card and putting in the information, like, that happens. Like, I've seen that happen with kids with Xbox Live and stuff. But, like, this is, like, already connected. And, like, I'm sure the game doesn't really, like, inform you that it's connected already to another account that you have, like, when you download that game. So that, like, when you buy something, like, when you buy you know fish bucks you know like you're not that's not telling you like oh you're spending real money like it's like oh you can get some fish bucks and, re- and get those fish back and then like you don't know until you know as a parent like unless you're sitting there and playing the game which if you're like oh game's free well, you know you're not you you just find out because you get a you, you see a bill and you're like when did i spend a hundred bucks on itunes like that's that to me is a problem like there needs to be some sort of like confirmation but see they want to make it as easy for you as possible to spend money so you don't think about it like and to me that's not that's not a parent's fault right there because they're doing that on purpose like they're yeah, doing it, they're making it as easy as possible for kids to spend money and for parents to be unaware until it's already done and i bet you anything they don't give refunds you know well they don't but there is confirmation when the kids hit the buy button it says 
first of all, the button says buy. Then it says, do you want to buy 3,600 fish for $99? Still, I mean, like, yes, kids should know. But, like, I just, the fact that you don't have to, like, confirm your credit card, do anything except say yes. I don't blame the kid for that. The reason I blame the parent for that is because, well, for example, with me, like, you know, I let my niece borrow my tab. I am I am watchful because my Google account's attached to that. Same way your iTunes account is attached to you know your iPad, so it is extremely easy to buy you know to spend money. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's been other kids that have gotten their parents' iPads and not necessarily for this game and went into the iPad store or the uh, into iTunes, um, you know, iTunes, uh, and went on a spending spree. You know what I'm saying? Like you have I- to be watchful. I, I get that, but you know, there's a big difference between some a kid going on a spending spree and buying like you know three games that are four, five bucks a piece versus like a one-time charge is a hundred dollars. Because like at the point where you could, you know, because kids have those slip-ups where it's like, oh, you you know, they were on their on the iPhone or whatever, they bought this game, like, all right, you know, that's three dollars. But then you could have like as a parent, you can have that conversation and say like, you're not supposed to do that, like. This that's off limits. Like if it says that it's going to spend money, you don't do that. You know, like yeah, that's a conversation they should have. And I guess on that level, yeah, like the parents are to blame if they're if they didn't have that conversation with those kids. But kids can be hard headed too. On top of all that, but it's a hell of a difference between they bought you know Angry Birds Rio or whatever for three or four dollar or whatever whatever the cost is for the freaking game, and then you have a conversation with them like, okay, no, don't do that. And then they learn something, and it's three dollars that you lost. Okay, everybody's you know you contributed to to them getting another download or whatever, but everybody out comes out of a pretty status quo versus a hundred dollars or more that's just gone. And like by the time you could have that conversation, like it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can't blame the children for this because oh, I yeah, mean, they're, they're children. children. Yeah, they're but, kids. Uh, I'm kind of with Rob that this is more the fault of the developer that they're just letting you just spend hundred dollars at a time. Um, the case bought five hundred and forty damn fish, um, but yeah, I, I also see where Jared's coming from. You should be paying attention. You should be in the ideal world paying attention to what your kids are doing with these devices at all times. But ultimately, you, you can't. You just can't give. And a game that's meant for children, clearly, that's meant for children, you just can't get them the power to just tap a couple buttons without putting in, like, your credit card code or anything and spend $1,500. Uh, another thing about it is the fact that unless these kids spent all this money in one day or two days' time, every time you... <laughs> I don't know if they could kill 3,600 fish that fast. Maybe they were really terrible at taking <laughs> we, care of fish. <laughs> We would have to. We uh, we would have to. Of course, we need more information, like the exact timetable this went over. But the guy said it was on his credit card bill. So let's say it was a month's time. Unless it's a credit card, he only uses for iTunes or something. But like I said, more you said more information. Yeah, let's 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 say it's like a month's time or half a month's time. But basically, you know, during a credit card cycle. Okay. Anytime you buy something on iTunes, which these purchases go through the iTunes store, you get notification. Anytime I buy a song on iTunes, or well, when I used to buy songs on iTunes, I would get notifications. Not maybe not that day, but like maybe a day or two later, and they'll wrap up all of my purchases from that time period. Mm-hmm. So the parent, like the parent, like this, he was neglecting. Like you know, oh, well, that was, case, yeah. yeah, he was getting noticed. I mean, he was getting notices. Like unless he, unless he 
just automatically send that stuff to junk, which once again is his problem. And I'm not saying it was totally his fault. I'm, okay. I'm splitting the. I'm splitting the blame between the developer and the parent, the parent for not paying attention and the developer for having a, a shitty moral code. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, just, I just put more of that with the shitty moral code, honestly. Like there is a, there is parent responsibility. There always is because I hate when it turns into like, you know, you need to take care of my kids for me, you know, that type of thing. Cause that's stupid. You're a parent. Like you got to pay attention, but there, there are certain things that like, when you start taking certain steps, like you were doing this on purpose, somebody is going to get caught by this. Like if it's not that family, it's going to be another family because you know, they didn't have that conversation yet, or they did have that conversation and kids don't pay attention and they think, Oh man, my fish just died. Cause it's appealing to that part of kids that doesn't want to see an animal die and stuff like that. And it, it's just it's just really shitty. Like it's just really shitty. Well what's so. really telling to that 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 he knows like they have a shitty system in place. If when you watch the video and watch the video because it's pretty funny. Um when when Monvi is talking to the guy and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I got this the customer on the phone right now. He wants to talk to you. Just just the face. Yeah. <laughs> Look on the guy's face. It's like sheer terror that I have to talk to this guy. Like he knows he scammed him. He's like, oh, I, there's a parent of a kid who really loved your game that would like to talk to you. And it's like, and his face changes though because it's like the kid really liked the game. <laughs> but so he, <laughs> Dad, not so much. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny. I mean, like, it's a shame that like, as as like video game journalists, like this can't be done more, but the Daily Show can get away with it. But at least like they do it because like it's it's worthwhile <laughs> sometimes to to expose stuff like that. And yeah. it, and especially when they're this is the list of their other games: Tap Fish Exotic, Tap Jurassic, Tap Town, Tap Mall. So literally all of these games work under the same kind of concept. So it's just it's just a big old scam. So. It's amazing to me that people like that go on and do do interviews with them. Uh, obviously, it's on national television, and they're thinking like, "Oh, product will get on TV." Everyone they ever interview, they make them look terrible. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> everyone they ever interview, they just make fun of them and show that you know they're pretty much being dickheads. Yeah, it's just it's just a shitty model. Like parents need to be careful, but it doesn't help when you got people out there definitely trying to make it as easy as possible for your kids to spend money behind your back. So. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just shitty, <laughs> like, and it's, right. there's too much of it in the in the free to play market. Yeah, yeah. When they're, you know, that they're not the only ones doing this. So, um, I don't know. Maybe that this is brought to light. This will, I don't know, change things a little bit, or at least make us more aware, parents more aware, so yeah. that they can so they can have that that card on lockdown and have those emails going in the right place. I don't know. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, moving away from that topic. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Call of Duty, or the next Call of Duty, uh, according big, to me. I thought you were excited, Rob. <laughs> Damn, that was the sound of excitement. Oh, really? I, I never want to get Rob excited again. No. <laughs> uh, but this is, I can't say this really counts as a rumor or news. It sits somewhere in between, but basically there was a uh, job listing at Sledgehammer Games uh, for their Call of Duty team. And this one was, uh, this just job opening was for multiplayer. They want to find an engineer to take the online experience to a new level, whatever that's supposed to mean. All these listings always say that. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I think it's kind of funny they say that because they've been downgrading the game in terms of making it simple. So they've been going in the opposite, opposite direction of, you know, 
new level. Well, he didn't say take it to a higher level. <laughs> that is true. A new level of simplicity. Level yeah, we just we don't we don't even want them to have to move. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just keep the level the same. Yeah, just make take them it to s- a new level with connect based gameplay and <laughs> other emotion based things. Oh, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be an on rails multiplayer shooter. <laughs> Did I just scare everybody there? You didn't scare me because, I mean, it's it's not like I'm on Call of Duty as it is, but, I mean, that's still kind of a scary idea. I wonder how people would react to that. I mean, like, I know how they would react, but I just wonder how they would react. (laughs) I want to see the reaction. Well, call it... Call of Duty fanboys would be, you know, ecstatic. Like, oh, this is the greatest revolution in gaming ever. You know? Except so. for the whole greatest revolution in gaming ever part. part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when he said this, that was totally accurate. True. Yeah. So that's got <laughs> Yeah, but basically that's that's pretty much all we have by win. I guess it was interesting that it was Sledgehammer. Um now we know that, you know, uh Activision put together the trio of Sledgehammer, uh Infinity Ward and Treyarch. Before it was just Infinity and Ward and Treyarch. Sp- from Raven to or Raven Software. It was That's, Raven, isn't it? I thought Raven just helped with. They with, were just involved with this with, with Modern the, Warfare, so, yeah. but I, yeah, I'm uh, pretty they're sure not, they're not a permanent fixture. But Sledgehammer Games was brought on to be a permanent fixture with the Call of Duty games. Uh, a lot of people, pre, you know, presuppose that it's because Infinity Ward was gonna either they're they were falling off so much they needed somebody to replace them. But that apparently isn't really the case, even though they definitely had to have a helping hand with this game. So I don't know what that really says, but eh. But I don't think it's a surprise to say that Sledgehammer's working on another Call of Duty. I think it'd be more interesting to see what kind of Call of Duty it's going to be. Were they originally supposed to be working on some like futuristic one or some crap like that? Right, futuristic. They kind of got quietly canceled. And stuff like that. Like That's a little more interesting to me to see what that ends up being. Yeah, it's well, another first person then gives a shit. Frankly, <laughs> what I hope is, uh, I hope that instead of them coming out with Sledgehammer coming out with a Call of Duty this year, maybe I'm hoping Treyarch comes out with theirs, and then next year Sledgehammer does, because that at least give it a two year development cycle. You know, true, and that yeah, that, that is bad. And that's something that they have done well with, at least so far, with having Treyarch and, and Infinity War take a year off from each other. Like, if you throw Sledgehammer in the mix and then, like, they have a year, like, each one of them, like, maybe not have Sledgehammer first, but do Treyarch, then go, you know, roll it over again. Like, everybody gets an even longer development cycle, but you still have Call of Duty's coming out. Like, maybe that's a way to keep the series fresh. Maybe it's a way to keep it actually being relevant and more interesting and actually get people on board more, although I don't know how you get more on board than if what what was the number this year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something something a, fucking a retarded. Lot. Yeah, Let's, you know something 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 million. I, mean, I guess at least people liking it more than they did, even though millions and millions of people bought it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like longer development time is always a good thing, but with the way they treat Call of Duty, like every year, even with uh, Infinity War taking these last two years to make Modern Warfare three, they still dumb the game down. There were still bugs when it came out. I mean, there was still, like, in terms of, like, first-person shooters, like, uh, a lot of people play it, but I really wouldn't call it a engaging shooter, personally. Right. It's an ungame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name all of a sudden, but Rocky Shotgun had a nice piece on, on why Call of Duty doesn't really count as a game anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah. Basically, like I, yeah, I read that article like I think like, when you sent it to me like two weeks ago. But uh, yeah, actually, I'll, if I can, I'll find that article again. Or if you could resend it to me, we'll put it in the show notes because it's a really good article to read in terms of Call of Duty. But oh, but that's that's all we have for that for that for that you know for that development of Sledgehammer developing a new Call of Duty game, which really isn't news because we knew that that's what they were gonna do. Right. I just want to see what kind of Call of Duty they're working on. Think yeah. that a difference. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. Moving on from that one. Uh, now this next topic, uh, Nick, you probably might want to take the lead on is this regarding Miyamoto stepping down and then not stepping down. So this thing was crazy. Um, if you guys pay any attention to video game news this week at all, you must have heard something about this. Basically, Shigeru Miyamoto. For those who don't know, this is which I can't imagine anyone does it, but I'll say it anyways. This is the guy that created. Donkey Kong, Super Mario, uh, Zelda, Pikmin, Star Fox. And currently he is basically a manager of all development at Nintendo. He oversees everything. And he sat down and spoke with Wired the other day for their, uh, their game life section and basically said that he was stepping down from that position as managing supervisor of development. or um, That's not the exact title, but it's, you know, you get the gist of it. I uh, said he's going to step down from that and focus just on making smaller games and doing some little projects because, you know, he's 59 years old and he realizes he's probably going to have to retire at some point. And he said the word retire. And basically investors read that and assumed the entire rest of the story and just freaked the hell out. Nintendo's stock went down as a result, of course, and then Nintendo, in turn, freaked the hell out and is running around telling anyone that will listen, like, oh, no, 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 he's not retiring. He's not retiring. He's not stepping down. He's not doing anything different at all. He is going to work, you know, 32 hours a day and continue to do everything he ever did, but he'll also be, you know, doing this thing with smaller projects and working with younger developers. So they're trying to say that he's going to continue to do it all. He's going to take on even more than he's already doing and keep doing all the other stuff, too. Which, there's a couple of possibilities here as to what could be going on. I feel like I, I feel like he probably is stepping away more from the managerial thing, which, as a Nintendo fan, I'm really not even mad about. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else taking the reins a little more there and giving him a chance to do you know something new because everyone always complains. Hey, Nintendo, all, all you guys do is just bring out... Mascot sequel after mascot sequel after mascot sequel. And they're always good, but it's like, where's the new IP at? So hopefully he actually is working on some new stuff but and going to be doing less managing. But Nintendo doesn't want you to believe that. Because when it says at the end, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, everybody just goes, yay! And they continue to buy Nintendo games. So that's pretty much my take on it. What do you guys think about it? Uh, I would love to see him step away from a more that like that. I guess the management role he has now, and go back to smaller or titles or making new IP specifically. I want to make okay. some new IP. Okay, I, I love Mario, Donkey Kong, all that stuff. But if he can make new IP, some fresh IP, I think it'll do it'll do a lot for the game for the games industry itself, as opposed to the constant recycling we see right now. Right, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. That's I'm kind of in the same place. Pikmin was really, I think he may have done some smaller 
new stuff since then. I, I think someone's going to kill me if I'm wrong on this. But I, I'm pretty sure Pikmin was the last like major new thing that he came out with. And Pikmin 1 came out at the, pretty much the launch window of the GameCube. So that was 2001. Yeah. It's been a while. And there's just this guy has so many responsibilities at Nintendo. This year alone, just overseeing uh, Skyward Sword. If you, even if he's just doing that, like he didn't direct it, but as the producer, he's got so much to think about. And you, you've got this group of Nintendo fans that that want him. That just no, no, Miyamoto must you know be in charge of everything. He must be the guy doing everything, or, or will like freak the hell out. And then you know you've also got Nintendo fans going, man, why doesn't Miyamoto and Nintendo ever make anything new? Which you know we're, that's both kind of where we are. And it's like, well, he, he just can't. He doesn't have the time to do all that if he has to supervise every blockbuster title Nintendo makes. And I love those mascot games, but I'd, ra- I'd rather see him make something new. And, you know, like the guy's only going to live for so long and he's only going to work at Nintendo for so long. So at some point, somebody else is going to have to be in charge anyways. So yeah, this but- is the starting of a gradual step down. I'm okay with that. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, oh no, I mean, if it's sort of a gradual step down, that's fine. But the, the problem is that, like, fanboys just don't want it to happen. And neither does Nintendo, right. frankly. They would love it if they could just, you know, cryogenically suspend him and just bring him out every time they're going to do a Zelda game or something. Like, exactly. And the, the problem is that Nintendo can't afford to ignore its, its you know, first party properties like that in order to go for something new. Because unfortunately, even Nintendo, as oblique and. Uh, odd and obscure as they can be sometimes they still are in the same trenches that everyone else is in and unfortunately up high that means that you need to stick with stuff that people know and that means that you need to have Zelda, you need to have Mario and you may be able to make some changes, you may be able to do something weird, wacky with those games within them, but they still need to be there you know, you can put out Mario Kart 7 and have gliders and have whatever but you still need to have Mario Kart 7 you still need to have Zelda Skyward Sword you can do different things in that, but you need Zelda you know, and unfortunately like he's trapped in that cycle Like, it would be great, I think that like if they let him, cut him loose from that like, you know, naturally, you know, have him get a, suge- you know, a successor, like, you know, let him pick who's going to succeed him, like kind of like Steve Jobs did with, with Cook, like, let him pick his successor and let him get the guy up to speed, gradually get him into into things so much that people recognize him and then and then and then let him be the guy, you know, hopefully before <laughs> hopefully before Miyamoto dies so he right. can go do something else. <laughs> but like, let Miyamoto like. Because that guy's he's got creativity, and he still shows it even within having to put out the same basically the same the same you know mascot titles every few years, and he still shows creativity. Like, could you imagine what he'd be able to do if he were actually freed up to just do different games? Like, oh, here's this new idea I can do. I'm gonna do it instead of like that's a good idea. It's too bad I can't ever ever think about doing that. You know, I mean. He was involved, and like he, he was like Pikmin was really his last new like game game title, and that was that was ten years ago. It was two thousand one yeah, when that came exactly. out. Like that's that's a shame <laughs> because I'm sure the guys had more ideas than that in the past ten years. I mean, like he was involved with We Fit, We Sports, all that stuff, and those were new and different in a certain way. But still, like I don't think that's where his brain is at when it's like I'm gonna come up with something new. Like he comes up with stuff like Pikmin and, and and Mario and stuff like that. Let the guy free, but 
Nintendo's scared just like everybody else is. It's just harder to see it because you're like, oh, it's Nintendo. They're, you know, they're about the creativity and all the blah, 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 do. And it, it's hard to see it when you're like, oh, man, we got a new Mario and it's so, so different. We got a new Zelda and, they, and, it's, and it brings back, you know, not just nostalgia. It's not just playing on the fact that, you know, it's Zelda, but is new and different in a lot of ways, too. You know? Yeah. And you, people just It's hard to right. see it. Yeah, it's hard to they, see it because it's Nintendo. It. Yeah. They can't handle it, but it, it's interesting because, step back for a moment, the last two main Super Mario platformers, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, which are both phenomenal, they weren't even developed by the same studio that has had right. control uh, there at Nintendo for so long. That was, that was the Tokyo studio, and they're fantastic games. And Zelda, which is like, you know, he has, he has a number of games as I went over, and you did too, but those are the big two that he created, Zelda and Mario. Uh, the last time he directed a Zelda game was Ocarina of Time. Then you had I- game ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then so Ajia and Omas. Anything else? What's that? Uh, so the game I played more in my life than anything else. Like uh, same I played, here, like, man. More times than any other game ever, and that I, says a lot considering I don't really even touch Nintendo consoles anymore. Like that was it, man. So. Like let the man do something else, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah. The point I'm making is, and I'm I'm with Robin. That's my favorite game of all time, being dozens of times. But the series is going on without him. I mean, he's still there. He's he's producing as overseeing, overseeing role. But it's it's going on for so long since then, and it's been so many years in releases that Aonoma has now stepped away from being director. He's not even director anymore. I can't remember the new guy saying that directed Skyward Sword. As Skyward Sword was great. It might be my favorite game of the year. It's, I didn't think it was as good as Ocarina, but the point is Nintendo can go on. they got all what kinds of other creative people. So, yes, maybe he does need to do this more, work with younger developers, and single out someone like, hey, this guy's really promising. You know, let, let's give him a chance to do this sort of stuff. And it'd be great to see him make something new before he retires, whenever that may be. But I'm sure no matter what happens, we are going to continue to see his name on everything that gets produced by Nintendo. Yeah, and I mean, I think we've seen too that like having new ideas doesn't hurt anything. When Retro Studios took over Metroid, people were so scared, and oh, then, yeah. then you got Metroid Prime and all those games. You know, that whole series of games. You know, like they they took Donkey Kong, and although it wasn't like a super hit, like it was still a very good game, and it still was it still was invocative of the first one. But you know, the, well, not the first one, but the first three, and. It, but still brought something new and, you know, re- reinvigorated the franchise. Like, new ideas don't hurt. You know, they, you can have somebody take on, like, a new property. I think it's just, I think it just really, really scares not only fanboys, but Nintendo investors, everybody. When you say Miyamoto, like, well, you don't even come out and say it, but you say that somebody else is going to be involved with, with overseeing Zelda or Mario other than Miyamoto. And then, like, everybody, everybody does what they did. They, they go ballistic. And it's just, it's a shame because I think that they would do a lot better to let him gradually move out of the role, sure, but to let him let him let him let his creativity free and let him actually do some other stuff for them because he could probably create a, probably like a dozen more franchises for them before he's done with the done with the company, and that can only help them. Right. So everybody, calm down and let's just see what actually happens. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's wait till something <laughs> sucks and then freak out. All right. Let let's give it a chance. I know that's crazy. That's not what we do in gaming, but let's, not, let's not try it. around. <laughs> hey, but they—they're yeah, not happy unless they can uh, cast some doom. So, 
but uh, anyway, we're going to be moving on to the next topic, which is uh, from Sony and their new target audience, I guess you could say. Um, Jim Ryan uh, from Sony, he says he sees the, the PS3 taking a, uh, a demographic shift in the future toward a younger and more family-oriented, uh, I guess, titles. Which I don't know, like, I don't even really... I don't really know how I feel about that. He says there's still stuff for the core gamer, you know, in the works, you know, that they're going to be coming out with over the next few years. But it looks like they're trying to expand their demographic, which, honestly, I don't think that always works out best for gamers. You know, trying to expand your demographic. You know, when these companies try to expand their demographics to, like, a younger and more family-oriented audience, that's how you get the connect. That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you get the new dashboard. You know, yeah. Actually, we're going to talk about that um, a, a little later, actually, like two topics from now. But, uh, yeah, you know, taking basically what made these consoles so successful, you know, the core gamers, especially for PS3. Uh, well, no, well, I should say for PS3, but for Sony in general. The reason why Sony was able to topple Nintendo back in the 90s was because they targeted the older gaming audience. Although, it's, although, you know, you still had Crash Bandicoot, those type of things, too. But, the yeah, on, in general, it did appeal to a, a, an older audience. Yeah, a, a Bandicoot's whole thing was supposed to be that, like, uh, and you could debate whether or not he actually was, which he probably really wasn't. It was, oh, I'm so cool and hip. Remember that commercial where, I don't know if you guys remember it, they had Crash Bandicoot. Go outside. outside yeah. yeah, everybody like, remembers pulling that. pulling out Mario. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look how I mean, cool like, we are. We're hip and edgy. In the yeah. world, in the world, like at the time, yeah, it worked. Like you know, it, obviously, test of time, no, it didn't. But I mean, it did work at the time, and he was their mascot for a little while. Like especially with the PS One, like a lot of people remembered that up until you know in the PS Two. Like that's what people would still ask about. Like oh, Crash Bandicoot, yeah. you know, like they kind of ruined that with a bunch of derivative kind of crappy games. I don't even while, own the property but, anymore, which is kind right. of funny. But they, you know, that it did work for a while for them. But I think that yeah. you know, like Jared said, like it is a little, it is a little troubling because you either get to, you either either go too broad and then you lose focus on everything, or you shift focus away from core audience totally to try and appeal to the to the you know to that to that new broader you know younger base, and then you lose you lose a grip on what you had in the first place. Although for me in general, I don't see this as necessarily a bad thing to. Depending on the time frame, which he wasn't really specific about, but if you see PS4 coming out in the future, obviously, like it does make sense that PS3 does become more casual or become become a younger base after a while because number one, system is going to be cheaper. It already is cheaper, but it's going to be even cheaper by the time PS4 comes out. So it makes it's a natural choice to make it more of a younger audience, you know, for that. You have PlayStation Move on it and stuff, which I don't know. Like we might see some some iteration of that on PS4, but I don't think it's going to be as big a focus. Um, I although I could not. be completely wrong. I just hope it's not. Um, <laughs> Wishful thinking. You know, like, there's certain things about it that makes that makes that naturally makes sense because, you know, parents aren't going to be as, as apt to spend $500 on a PS4 or whatever when they could get a PS3 for, uh, you know, $150 and get games for it for their kids, especially if there's games that do appeal to them. You know, Sony has done well with games that not like I, I would say appeal to a broad audience. I don't know why they say they're moving towards the younger family audience because then you have like Ratchet and Clank and you know Sly Cooper and stuff coming back. Like they they have they have properties, Mod Nation stuff like that. That Little Big Planet 
they've got stuff that appeals and it appeals to a broad base. Like it appeals to core gamers almost as much as it does to younger kids, family audiences. So as long as they don't try to reinvent the wheel or anything, I think they'll be fine. But as long as the time frame is more along the lines of like we tend we're going to do this shift make this shift after PS4 comes out, to me that'll make a little more sense and it scares me a little less than the they might be jumping off. <laughs> I think his statements are probably more speaking to like the investment community than anything else. Because when, when you look at it, and, like he cites like, hey, remember when the PS2 got really cheap? That's when people started buying it like crazy. Not that it wasn't doing very well before then, obviously. That's when it really took off. I don't even, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't see them making any kind of major shift in their approach to what they're developing internally and what they're approving for development on their system. But just more, you know, hey, we, we know all those guys out there represent a lot of money we can make. Don't worry, we're going to be going after them. It's happening. Right. I don't see the shift happening anytime soon if it does. Like, you've had stuff like, you know, Ratchet and Clank 4 for All or whatever. Like, that stuff's going to be there. They're going to keep making stuff like that, which is fine. Works for kids. But I don't know. I don't, I don't see a huge shift coming anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully it is in just regards to the, the PlayStation 3 coming to end of life as opposed to an entire company shift because Microsoft has definitely made a shift toward <sighs> a broader audience. Um, Nintendo's always had a broad audience to begin with, so they didn't shift. They just did what they did best anyway. But with the boom of the Wii, um, I think that really brought to light you know, how large that audience is you know, and how much money you can make from that audience. Um, and I'm thinking Sony's gonna do is gonna try to make that same shift and do the same thing, right? Because uh, in my opinion, like the PS3, because right now Microsoft, I should say the Xbox or the 360 is trying to be a media device, just like a, a family multimedia device. The PS3 is better suited to do that because it can do everything the 360 does in terms of media, plus it has a Blu-ray player. So they might just try to take advantage of that and see what happens. But hopefully. They stay true to their to their core audience. So I would say the core audience is right now is bringing in the most money. Yeah, I don't want to see Uncharted go chibi or something like that and sell shaded or some crap like exactly Uncharted. <laughs> you know, like you know, oh, you know, one of those find games. You know, search this area and find this stuff. Yeah, turn it to a board game or something like yeah. a Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let's not God. let's not do all that crap. Like, let's yeah. just let's be true to yourselves. But you can still come up with new properties, right? Well, hopefully they, they clarify that a bit more. But moving on to our next topic, um, is this our only bad EA news for the day? I think this so. This week, yeah. But I mean, considering... Sure they, they did something else wrong. Yeah. This is our <laughs> only bad EA news this week. And we reported, uh, well, actually, we talked about um, before how the, the banning system over at EA, you know, in terms of uh, people getting forum banned and then losing access to all of their stuff. Well, it turns out that <laughs> turns out that even if somebody else uses your name in a post where they swear, you can get banned. That happened to someone named Aaron over on the EA forums. Someone went on a swearing rant uh, on, on the EA forums and then mentioned his name at the end of the rant, and he got banned, uh, or temporarily banned from his stuff as well on the EA forums. I don't forums. even think it was a temp ban. Like I think it was a ban because like he can't access any of his games. Right. Well, even and it's you, permanent. He said the ban, the ban was permanent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the ban is permanent then. Well, look at that. It says it right there. 
Go for me reading. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're a busy man. You can't yeah. read all those words. <laughs> yeah, I just pick up a hey, few in the paragraph. Masters.com. Yeah, it's like EA, Aaron, Band, Forms, Logic. That's all I caught. I'm like, okay, I got this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, yeah, he got banned permanently, apparently. But when I read this, like, instead of just thinking like that EA has a bunch of idiots working for them, I now think that their banning system is automated. Like, there is uh, a system reading the forms, and when it catches, you know, groups of words together, it bans people based off of that. Um, first of all, no ban is permanent. Like, that's that's silly. There's no way... You, if you ban somebody, there's no way that you can't unban them. You can't them. do it, right. It's yeah, just... As far as he knows it's permanent. Yeah, like, it just means the person you call on the phone or the person that you sent that email to, they can't do it. But that can definitely get knocked up to the high, to a high level and, uh, you know, get, get it unbanned. Because that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen right there. Unless he signed the Origin EULA. But that's a... Uh, that's a oh! But yeah, that's a, that's a lawsuit. Shot. Yep, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen right there. Like, oh, I bought this stuff, and now you're, you're, uh, you know, you're uh, denying me access to the stuff that I purchased. Like, no, that's that's not right. But you know, I do believe that it is a uh, an automated system at this point because basically, like the guy, he didn't swear. The person who who you know who was swearing at him put his name in the post. So if it's an automated system, it probably picked up that username. It picked up the curses put one-on-one together, which it, that will mean it's a piss-poor user system, a uh, piss-poor system to begin with, by the way, if, it, if that's the case. But I really can't see a human being looking at this and seeing the guy's name in the post and be like, oh, okay, well, he, you know, he was part of that, you know, that uh, interchange, so he's going to get banned too. That's retarded. Yeah, and it's, it, I do think you're right. I think it is automated because the message he got, like, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Um, it says, please note that your account his his email address, I'm not going to bother to say that here, uh, has been permanently disabled from the Electronic Arts Online Service for violating the terms of services. The account will no longer be accessible in any way, and all property, items, and characters associated currently are or will soon be deleted. Like, that's pretty... <laughs> wow. That's heavy, actually. Like that's that's not even like oh you're just banned and you just happen to find out that your stuff is gone. Like they literally send you, I guess, a message or an email that tells you that like all of your stuff that's associated with it is gone. That's that's really, really, really shitty. <laughs> like that's so bad. Um, there's not much to say about that. That's just really terrible. Although I will say that the piece that we got this from, or at least the not the source, but where we got the uh, the news from, Jim Sterling on Destructoid did have the line of the year in regards to anything, actually, in saying that Electronic Arts is the anus that keeps on shitting. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the best thing ever. Uh, there needs to be an award for that. But I obviously EA still got issues. Like Obviously, there is something either automated or that somebody's... I don't know, gone fucking rogue or something like on their <laughs> on their moderation team or something, but they definitely need to figure out what you know if their banning system is going to be that then whatever. But like also that like stuff like that happens, you know, somebody's getting banned and they didn't even actually do anything wrong. Somebody just included them in a rant, like that's an issue. You need to figure that crap out, and you need to figure it out fast because you're just going to keep getting black publicity from it. Yeah, like and for a while there, EA was actually it looks like they were turning a new leaf, like with you know actually looking like they cared about 
the games they were releasing, you know, like not releasing NBA Elite because it just wasn't going to be good enough, you know. Yeah, and, it seems so long ago now. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and a couple other, and like you know, a couple other games that they, you know, like I believe it was like what was it the twenty what was it twenty ten or twenty eleven Madden where they made they really made you know strides to make it a better game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as opposed to just keep pumping out the same crap every year. But like this whole string over the last few months with Origin, the EULA, no suit clause, um, the spyware, you know, the, the you know spying on your computer and reporting back, and then the form incidents here, like this is really just not looking good for EA. Like it really makes me think, like, do I want to buy an EA title at this point? And honestly, like for a lot of people, I mean, like number one, like I would say what I said before, don't just don't use their forums because obviously there's that's an issue, and it sucks if you've got a support problem or something like that, and you want to just try and like you know put it out to the community and see if you can get an answer back. But like honestly, like don't even bother. Like don't like go right to the emailing them customer support whatever. Don't use their forums because obviously, like you could do nothing wrong, and and it can still affect you now like not even that like something can be misconstrued that you said and then it can affect you but like you can literally like say you make a post and then somebody else like you know has a flare swear uh, you know a swear flavored rant with your name in it later you're done and that's silly like just don't use their forum but on top of that like if you don't if you think there's a problem with this don't you know the same thing with origin like don't download it don't buy their stuff you know that's that that's the only way that ultimately they'll listen, you know, that and this kind of thing, getting on, getting out there on the internet. And unfortunately, if you are already in that system and you find yourself banned, don't send an email. You need to get on the phone with them and you stay on the phone with them until they give you what you want. Because they'll give you what keep you want. Keep going higher and higher up. Yeah, they'll yep. give you what you want eventually. <laughs> you just got to keep, you just got to get in there and you know what, find somebody with a deep voice to get on the phone and like yell at them for you. And they'll let you, they'll just it'll it'll work. Trust me. Jared just volunteered. Hey, give me a. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Jared. For for a small fee, I might do it for you. <laughs> you know, time is money. You know. <laughs> but shit, it doesn't run itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got bills to pay. Um, so uh, moving on from that topic, we're let's, we're going to talk a little bit about the Xbox 360 dashboard update that just happened the other day. Uh, first, we'll get everybody's thoughts. Who wants to go first? I'm gonna pick Nick. Really? I'm gonna pick Nick. Yeah. He's gonna pick me like that. Yep. <laughs> like we're in class. Just... <laughs> I know you didn't do your homework, sir. <laughs> no, I'm totally prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Xbox. No. <laughs> 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 a lot of preparation went into this. Um, yeah, so anyways, the uh, new Xbox Live Metro update to the dashboard went live last week. And a uh, number of people are not too happy about it. Oh, no, I want your thoughts. What did you think about it? What did I think about it? Which particular section of it, though? Because we have like three different stories on it. No, just what we thought about the update in general. The update itself, honestly, I've been on the beta for... I don't know, three weeks or something. And I thought it was pretty great before it switched over to the new thing. Cause it really didn't, when I was in the beta, it didn't have any of these ads running around and everything. So I really haven't had any problems with it, to be honest. Um, 
I think it's easier to find most of the stuff that you want to find. It it's so much easier to just jump in the games that I want to play, which is fantastic. My biggest issue is they still didn't fix at all. It still takes forever and a day to pull up the quick launch dashboard, which you have to use all the freaking time. I mean, that's really my biggest complaint about the dashboard. It just takes so long to load some of like the most common functions that you have to do, and they haven't done anything to address that. Huh. It takes you a long time. You mean like when you hit the Xbox sign? Yeah. It's like hit the hit the button. And How long does it take for it to load for you? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not like you're sitting there for like minutes at a time. I don't mean like that, but it's there's just that there's a delay. Like, you know, like like you hit the PlayStation long enough to be button. noticeable. Yeah, and it's just like okay, it's up. You hit that on, on Xbox, and it's like okay, wait, wait. Okay, here it is. And then it's like all right, yeah. you're sending messages. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, here we go. Uh, you know, it's just strange. I haven't messed with it, so like I don't. I haven't messed. With, I haven't seen that part of it. I haven't messed with that yet. I know not. I haven't had a reason ones. to. I know this isn't just me because I, I talked to a number of people on my friends list. So this isn't just like oh Nick's connection sucks. Uh, oh yeah, no, I don't think it's that. I just, I just haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't no, messed with the guide button or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I have noticed when I send like if I send a, it is rare for me to send a message on Xbox Live. Like when my friends send me messages on Xbox Live, I send them a text message like, "Why didn't you just text me?" <laughs> but um, you know when people do send me a message on Xbox Live and I do wind up replying, that sending a message, yeah, that takes a while. Um, well, I shouldn't say a while, but. Longer than I think it should. Definitely longer than sending a message on PSN. But in terms of just hitting the button, mine actually comes up pretty quickly. Like it comes up blank for like one second, it comes up blank, and then like not even a second later, it comes up with the actual stuff that I need. So I don't know. But there's so many variations of the Xbox out there. Like a group, a, large, yeah, that be yeah, yeah. A, a group of people can have a problem with it. Another group of people won't. Like for example, with like Midnight Club or actually whatever engine Rockstar used for that game and like a lot of the other games, some people with a group of Xboxes have a problem with textures loading and like draw distance and other people do not. You know, I have I had that conversation with people. So it's because of the varying hardware, the Xbox. Um but Rob, what did you think about the update? Well, actually have you said you didn't even look at no, it? No no no. I I've no I've messed with the update because we did get a connect and stuff, so like we've been kind of messing around with that and you know, figured go and get the update and see what see what was what. Um, like I just haven't messed with the media, like the guide button, having to send you messages, any of that stuff, because just haven't. I don't usually spend enough time on Xbox that I get a lot of messages or send messages to anybody. Um, it's definitely made for Connect now. Like it's definitely geared for Connect. It's so much easier to navigate using Connect. Than it is to just like use a controller anymore, like at least at least from my at least from my standpoint, like you you using you just talking to the Xbox and telling it to go different places is so much more effective than like trying to trying to locate stuff. Um, the it's weird though, and I mean this is a problem in general. Like I mean you're gonna get to the ULA, so I'm not even gonna really gonna bother. Like that's a problem too. But as far as the actual like usability of the dashboard goes. Games are not central to it. As weird as that sounds, am, am I the only one that thinks that? No, you're absolutely right. Games are not central. Okay, because I'm like, I you, there's advertisements on every pane now. Like they're not huge. They're not like at least from what I've seen, they're not big. Like they're but each one always has that bottom right corner that's got an ad going. Um, it, 
and it's funny because you can uh, they weren't kidding when they were like oh you can use your connect and you can get more you can get ads all that stuff and get more information because i definitely was like hmm okay xbox advertisement and it picked that shit right up it was like okay let's go <laughs> like because uh, on occasion like i'll talk to it and like usually voice recognition is very good but like it sometimes like has issues but like advertisement and knew exactly what the hell i was saying like it was like okay let's talk about this <laughs> like let's go into this but aside from ads being on every pane which i that people have already gotten workarounds for that apparently i haven't actually looked at how that works but well, people I'll, have gotten i can explain it go for, well i'll, okay, I'll let you finish well, but i'll explain okay. it after yeah um but to me like even that part's not even like so much the the issue the issue to me is that like the the Xbox is turning into a media center. It is no longer about games. Like you you're on your main on your home screen. You're the middle panes, like everything has like is is centered by, you know, anchored by one big middle plane and then it has two panes on either side. And on your home pane, like the middle is not play game. That to me is a problem. Like that means your experience is no longer centered around games. When it's like the top little left corner is play your game, and then everything is something else, and it takes you forever to navigate to like getting into like indie and you know the indie game section. Uh, even the arcade is a little out of reach. Like you have to go through multiple steps, but you can go right into you know searching something directly with Bing if you know what it is. That that's fine, I guess. Except the Bing kind of sucks for trying to find some certain things. Um, but it's just not central to gaming anymore. Like it's it's not about gaming. Like it's about gaming and everything else. Like gaming is just another thing on the list of of stuff that it has available. Like it, it's it connect. It's media. It's music. It's movies. Like all of that stuff is like just all of it's just thrown in the pot and mixed together and put on your dashboard. Like. And and really, on top of that, like I feel bad for anybody. Like we just got to connect because they were cheap. Now you know Black Friday they were cheap, and I feel bad for anybody that now that doesn't have one because it's it's just definitely gone so centric to like using your connect to get around in it. Like I'm sure when you know people get used to it, can control and stuff like that. Like they'll be it'll be better, but like it's just so much easier to navigate just using your voice, talking to the connect and stuff like that. I don't know. I I just see issues with it, but like that's where they're going now. Like, I what are you really gonna say to it? <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately for them, and I know I'm not the only one. I know there there may not be a whole lot of people like me, but I uh, I now I'm I'm leaning more toward using my PS3 now because of the interface. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it see, just doesn't. It's not. It's it's not that it's not user friendly, but. It's not gamer friendly. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because look at if you take a look at it, you turn it on and you get on your home screen. Now the previous home screen was like, you know, you had your home screen and it had a whole bunch of stuff there, but all you had to do was hit the up button once and you were at your gaming stuff. Now you go to the home screen, you have to go past social videos, and then there's games. And then once yeah, you get but to- the game that's in there is right there now. You guys are both saying that, but like it starts your cursor on play game. That's where your cursor is at when you turn the thing on. You just press A and you boot up the game that's on your disc. And you press if you just press down, all your most recently played games are there too. And I, I, mean, I know there's been a lot of complaints about this, and I I do agree that you know obviously obviously how could you not? They're going towards putting a lot of shit on there, but I think it's actually easier to get the games now than it was before. I guess maybe if you're playing the same games, but that's the thing. Like me, I don't like when I turn my Xbox on. First of all, I play more way more downloaded games on my Xbox than I actually do physical games. Okay. 
And so what happens is, and the thing is, I don't always play the same downloadable game because like, I don't always feel like playing. You know, I may play Skydrift one day, then the next day I'll play, you know, like, uh, you know, Greed Corp or, you know, something like that. So, like, for me, I actually have to go to my games list, then I have to go to my games, and then I have to go to, you know, look at what's, you know, in the arcade and all that stuff. Like, I have to, I'll do it right now. Let's see how many buttons I have to press to get to where I want to go. Field test. Yeah, field test, like to where I want to go. When I turn my Xbox on, I unless it's like a new game, like okay, when I played Assassin's Creed, yes, okay, I popped it in the system and I went. So I turn my Xbox on. I have to go up to home. Then I go one, two, three into games. Then I have to go four into my games. Then I have to go up for show. That's five. Six, if you want to count me hitting that button. Then I got to go to arcade titles. That's, you know, let's say six, seven. Then I actually have to scroll through the games that I take a look at. And I, I do look at a lot of my games where I'm like, well, hmm, which one do I actually want to play today? That's just the way I do it. So, like, for me personally, you know, it's, it is more of a hassle. All right. Well, that does sound like a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. And it's totally a first world problem. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it, it does feel like the, their inconvenience in the game more is no, it is not the, uh, the focus, you know, at least when I turn on my PSN, the first stuff that comes up is gaming news, you know, gaming news and maybe offers like, personally, I don't mind ads because I don't know everything, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes stuff comes up and I'm like, Oh, okay. I might actually be interested in that. You know, as long as they're relevant, as long as they're relevant, that is, that is my thing. Relevant ads are important to me. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily mind ads, but like I, what I do kind of mind is like, I prefer the previous dashboard or the way, at least the way it was set up to this. Um, I guess since we're talking about ads, I'll tell you how that ad thing works where you can block all the ads. Um, all the ads come from the same location, which is like RAD dot msn.com or rad.something.msn.com if you want to get rid of the ads what you have to do is um you set up an open dns account uh for your home uh you block you know whatever the ad website is and then you change the dns entries on your xbox to block that uh, well, not to block not to, to block it. exactly go through it and then the ads won't show up anymore i don't know what else it would affect though to be honest with you i'm right, not sure you- Right, what else they're going to serve you through that. Exactly, so I'm not sure. That's how they they may get rid of that issue by serving up other relevant content through, oh, you don't have access to this? Then you can't access that, you know. True. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, I... It looks nice and all. That's great. And, you know, I mean, it is just the press of a button. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't believe i got to press all these buttons. But I do prefer the previous dashboard to what they're doing now. Uh, and it does show that... it's more work for you than it's a legitimate complaint. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I do... Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just... I, I will be more prone to download stuff on the PS3 and get access to it that way. Because then all I have to do is, like, go over a few, you know, a few columns and then go down. That's it. Yeah, it is a simpler navigation and stuff, but I like I just guess my problem is not so much that you know like yeah like you like you said Nick like it does start up it does start right on like play whatever game, but my problem is that when you put it like off in the corner and you know quick play other stuff like right below it like okay it's on your front page, but like when your middle when your middle thing that grabs your attention is not the fact that I can play a game on this like to me that's that's an issue and then like Jared said like you have to go like 
two panes over even to get to just games in general. Like, that's why I feel like it is, like, it definitely is connect. Because, like, if you're talking to the Xbox and you can tell it to go whatever paint, it doesn't matter. It's not extra effort, really, for you to go to games. Now, navigating within games is a whole different issue. But just going to games, you know, it's it's just you telling Xbox games, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess you it's have just a different not, perspective because I, I don't have connect. Right. It's just, but, like, as far as, like, net, like controller navigation and just the way that the UI, it looks, it is not centric to gaming anymore but i mean like i said like i guess that's just that's just the direction they're going so really what are you going to say about it but yeah. it is it is a little not disheartening but it's just a little annoying from a standpoint of like i use my xbox to play games and that's what i use it for not my xbox is my CD, central media experience for my home one that's thing kind for of what it, they said they wanted to do right like from the start both sony and microsoft but i hear it it hasn't it, to some degree it's definitely happened like i I think I watch Netflix more on my Xbox than I watch actual TV outside of sports. But yeah, it's it's still still when I think of Xbox, I think of gaming before I think of anything else, which yeah, is it's the way it should be. Now. Yeah. But you know the funny thing about that is, Rob, my Xbox is my central media experience, and I still prefer the other one. There you go. <laughs> like I, I watch DVDs on it. I play games on it. I do download movies. I watch uh, Netflix. I mean. Um, the only feature I don't use is music, mm-hmm. you know, and I still prefer the previous the previous method. You know what I'm saying? Everything everything was like everything you needed was like right there. Even like if I were to go to videos for Netflix, you know, as opposed to having to skip over to you know the video section and then go into my apps and then hit Netflix. All I had to do was like hit up twice, over once, boom, I'm in Netflix. Right, it was easier to navigate to certain things, but I think it's because they want you to go through more stuff too. Because then maybe something else would grab your eye. Maybe there's something else that you'll look at. Oh, you see more like, advertisements. Just, that's and that's what I yeah. see. Like when you when you look at the home screen and like the first stuff is like middle middle attention grabber is all these other things. You know, it's you know the Hangover and college football and uh, exclusive yeah, and Chuck Norris plays World of Warcraft. Right, yeah. like to me, like that just doesn't. It's not. The, you're you're not it's not a console anymore but like that's just that's just me so i don't know i mean like it's that's just like my central complaint with it but i mean like there there are other issues with what they've done with the new dashboard update too <laughs> yeah yeah so um that went a little bit longer than i thought it was but um we still do have some additional news regarding the dashboard update uh as nick was getting into before Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, I speak non-literally. <laughs> there was a few problems for users with the dashboard update. Now, personally, I can tell you that I had a problem um, as soon as my as soon as soon I uh, updated. And the problem that I had was that I could not connect to Xbox Live. As soon as like the update came, it downloaded the first portion. I guess the update came in two different pieces. I d- downloaded the first portion. And then when it rebooted, it says you can't connect to Xbox Live. So I'm like, okay. And then when I uh, turned my, you know, the Xbox turned off, it turned back on, set it again. And so I went in, and not everything was there. Like all of my games didn't show up. Um, really? All the features, yeah, all the features weren't there. Like there was stuff missing. Huh. And uh, then, like I don't know, maybe I think it took about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. It finally updated. It, it like it came back. It did another update, and then everything was there. 
but I still couldn't connect to Xbox Live. You know, so I don't. It was it was weird. Like it connected Xbox Live briefly to download something, and then it wouldn't connect again. And then uh, an hour or two after that, that's when I was able finally able to get back on the Xbox Live proper. So I, that was my personal experience. But other people are experiencing other issues, um, such as like you know beacon activity, uh, people being unable to purchase content from the Windows Phone marketplace. Um, and then it's not in this article, but other people are reporting that it bricked their Xbox, which is totally believable <laughs> because pretty much. Well, it's not like they never had hardware problems with the Xbox before. Oh wait. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, like you know, a lot of even with the, even with the PS3, you know, well, some of their updates have bricked their systems. So it's definitely a possibility. But I'm like, how much money do you guys spend on getting these updates together and getting them functional? And then you mean to tell me that you know when they finally deployed, and you think even though there are multiple hardware sets to both the Xbox and the PS3, you mean to tell me that you can't, uh, you know, there's still limited hardware sets. You can't lock that shit down. You know what I'm saying? Get that shit working. Come yeah, on. it seems a little silly. Like either that it's being rushed out to a certain extent, or that there's just <laughs> just a lack of development in some exactly. ways. Like what? You got it looking really pretty, but you know it may not work for everybody. What is this amateur hour? Like, come on now, yeah. get it together, folks. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I, I just don't understand why they can't why why they can't seem to get that together. Um, another problem, which I guess not it's not a technical problem, but another thing that people aren't liking is basically Microsoft shunning the indie community again for the again, second time further, this year, even further now. Like this is it's getting really bad. Like they're pretty much saying like we don't want you here anymore. Pretty much like there is no, uh, there's no indie game section. <laughs> there's really no indie game section. I think somebody said somebody reported that there was an indie game tab, but I don't even see it. You have here. to that- go into like the game type, and then it the will show indie games. But like you literally, like I was just actually doing it. Like I was I was muted, but I was talking to the Xbox, and I was. It's literally like five things in, like just voice command wise, five or six things in to get to the point where you can finally look at indie games, which means that like nobody's going to look at them. Like unless you're literally like getting on your system to go look for indie games, like you're probably never going to find that in your life because like and going through other sections, unless you know the name of the game, like doesn't work. Like you actually have to go into game type to find indie games. Like it's not anywhere else. I don't like, even it's see just, where game types is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a dumbass and I'm looking for it and I don't see it I'm like where is it they could have at least put it in the genres section or the more section that's next to genre you know what I'm saying they have like look at this this is this is kind of ridiculous they have a section called avatar for I guess avatar games but not an indie section yeah, but that just shows where their focus is. I mean, like, literally you have to go, like, Xbox games, game marketplace, then go to the next go to the next tab, then go into game type in order to go into games, and then and then you can find indie games. Like, ah, there it is. I see it. It, it. Like, it's five steps in to just find that. And, like, and to find indie games anywhere else, like, you, you can't. Like, they're not, there's not another just, like, here's indie games. Like it's it is kind of silly when it's like you have connect you have avatar games but you don't have indie games. Like, I think it would be different if they at least match them up. 
with their uh, with their genre and say, okay, well now you're in there with everybody else. Then I would say, okay, kinda, all right. I can kind of see why they did that. But this is kind of like, yeah, we're just gonna stick these guys like you know back here. <laughs> we're gonna put them in the back of the store. Um, right, there it is. I did find the tile that says Indie Games, but that looks like more of an advertisement thing. Like it's just in place for right now. And it, there's a it, yeah, actually it is a, it is an advertisement tile because it just switched to Crisis. So yeah, and people are not happy about that for obvious Hopefully reasons. So. Yeah, indie developers like, I mean, Microsoft have just, just they they've shown they really do not care about the indie community. Like I, one thing that's been going on in the indie community for a long time was, uh, you know, the 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 ratings system was messed up, so people would like you know get their stuff rated high. Uh, oh yeah, people were gaming the like the the ratings to get them get their get their games higher up on the page. Yeah, and Microsoft never addressed it. I don't even think they commented commented on it. You know? nope. That seems to be standard procedure, though. Yeah. Like, let's pretend there's not a problem, therefore there isn't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's... Does that not work? <laughs> Microsoft... Them, apparently. Are you guys yeah, yeah. cool with this? <laughs> no? Okay. See ya. <laughs> no, I'm noticing, too, now. I think somebody I... in the back said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I'm noticing now, too, that now that I'm going through stuff, is that, like, even if you go into, like... Pla- like into the genres like i'm getting like no listings for like say like platformers even though like on like on all the tiles they have like different uh, that's different a, that's a more that that's a more oh well yeah it's in more but like it's it, but it's still within the in, within genre but like i know i'm looking like in i'm actually looking in more and looking at platformers and it's like there are none like it's literally telling me there's no games that are platformers. Really? Because I'm in there now and I see 51. Okay, it, the first time I went in didn't show me. It was like no games. I was like, really? <laughs> like how are there no games, bro? So I don't know. I mean, this is I don't know. It, it's special, definitely. But I mean, indie gamers definitely are getting getting the shaft. Yeah, they're getting punked out on this. Like I, you're you're asking them to go to Steam. You're asking them to go to PSN and stuff. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see PSN get. A bigger like here's a, here's a whole indie game section like oh well, I guess they already have but like even more so well that PSN doesn't discriminate they throw they throw the indies right in there with everybody else right, exactly no discrimination man it's bad <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so the last thing that we have here in terms of the dashboard update is everybody getting the shaft in terms of their consumer rights um, basically and, opportunity hating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in terms of uh, the EULA, Microsoft is following suit with Sony and EA in terms of taking, you know, putting in a, a no suit clause, basically. Um, now, thankfully, like in the article that I wrote, I put, you know, the the positive effect of Sony and EA having these shitty EULAs is the fact that I now at least skim through an EULA before I agree to it. So I'm going down the EULA for the Microsoft, uh, you know, for the micro- the new dashboard update, and there was section 18.1. It's a waiver. It's a, it's a waiver for class action lawsuit, and everything has to be done in arbitration, um, which the link will be in the show notes because I put the address of you know where you would have to send a letter to opt out. Uh, so thankfully they did that because I know I don't think EA has an opt out. 
clause? They did, actually. They did? Okay. They so did have an opt-out, but it's the same thing. You have to send a physical letter to them. To You can't send an email. You can't just opt out of, of that part of it. Like You have to send them a letter within 30 days. And I do not know a lot of people, like at least that I know, that are going to do, that will do that. I mean, even for the people that read the EOLA, it's like a lot of people are just like, eh, whatever, I guess I'll deal with it. Oh, or that, I or it won't affect me. I mean, like, I, I'm sending letters, but like, that's still. <laughs> I, I sent a letter to Sony. Uh, I, I don't use Origin, so I didn't send a letter, but mm-hmm. I will be sending a letter to Microsoft. Um, actually, there, I don't know if it works 100%, but there's a website called Gamer Opt Out or Gamers Opt Out. And basically, um, they send a letter for you if you put your information in. That's supposed to be the way it works. So you might mm-hmm. want to try at least fill that out if you're too lazy to actually go send a letter. But Yeah, it is, it's literally gamersoptout.com. Um, they're currently working on a 360 opt-out option, but they have it so that you can mail in for Origin and for PSN. Yeah, so, I mean, we've already talked about these EULAs. Like, this is kind of ridiculous. And if people, like, if they get a whole bunch of letters, you know, maybe that might change their mind in the future, or maybe not. But, you know, if you just allow them to do this, if there's no backlash about this, then all these companies are just going to keep on doing it. And it's a—it's really dangerous. Like people are kind of like I, I've talked to people, and they're like, "Oh, I really don't care." You know, they don't have any sense of information. Like, are you serious? It's Xbox Live. They have your credit card number. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm it's real serious. Yeah, it is. It is really serious. Like, if they if they become compromised, and they, your information gets stolen, and somebody actually uses your information, like the whole PSE PSN thing, I think a few people might have had some account discrepancies, but not a whole lot. The whole thing about the PSN hack was to show that this is not secure, this is a problem, somebody can get your information. If somebody is fine, if somebody just wants to actually get your information so they can use it maliciously, and, you know, let's say you ha- you know, they, they clear out your bank accounts, they run up your credit cards, um, you have no recourse to sue Microsoft, if that's the case. Like, oh, no, sorry. You cannot join a class action lawsuit, which is a problem, because Microsoft has more money than you. I can guarantee it. Microsoft has more money than you, and you know things will turn out in their favor in court. They just will. And actually, you can't even go before a judge and a jury. It all has to be done. Yeah, that's the really crappy part. I mean, like arbitration at least kind of removes that aspect of like they have more money than you, so they can just basically just weigh you out. And you, you you can't keep up, but it's still it's still arbitration where it's not a judge, it's not a jury, it's you know somebody that's pretty much bought like bought and paid for to to just arbitrate stuff. And you you can get a good arbitrator, it's possible, but you can bet that for the most part it's gonna be it's gonna lean not in your favor exactly. as far as who they're getting at least. That's like, the whole thing about the class action lawsuit, like that you, you it know, at you, least gives you, you some pull, sort of power. You're pulling your resources together. It's a whole bunch of you against the big corporation. So that's something you really need to think about and you need to kind of, you need to get off your lazy ass and send that letter in. So, so you, yeah, in fact, go to the gamers opt out because it's really simple. Like you literally put in your information and you like, it's do it. (laughs) Like seriously, that's very, it's very simple to do it. Like, and literally all they ask for is either that if you can make a donation for their, you know, for the postage and stuff like to do so, but, Otherwise, just to let other people know about it. Like, yeah. let other people know it exists, which you should. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, get on Yay, that. rights getting taken away. <laughs> Hooray. Well, yeah. We don't need those. Yeah. But in our, our last bit of Microsoft news, um, actually, this kind of goes with what Rob was saying earlier uh, regarding the Connect support. Uh, in the future, it looks like Microsoft is going to be requiring... Actually, not in the future. I guess right now, going forward, Microsoft is requiring Connect support on all Xbox 360 apps, uh, which uh, makes sense, I guess. If you know, because they want people who have the Connect to be able to use voice support on everything, they want them to get accustomed to that. I just hope that that stays with apps and not with actual like games. <laughs> you know, like, all, all of your games have to have some type of voice support for your menus. I'd rather them not have that because I really don't want them spending development time on getting voice menus to work. <laughs> That's just me personally. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's still, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> to, yeah. to, and you see it all the time. Like you see where you know they take time out to say like introduce like a connect piece to a new game, and all of a sudden like you're like man they probably could have spent that time making the actual game better because this is just a tacked on thing and the game itself isn't as great as it could have been you know like people I'm scared about that with Mass Effect 3 honestly (laughs) I mean I don't necessarily intend to play it on on 360 but like still like there's still development time that they're taking to be like oh yeah we got Kinect support in there you know that's eh yeah so uh, I really don't have much to say about that, so if if it's okay with you guys, I just kind of want to move on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's pretty much fine. That's sensibly. Yeah, it, it's. I just hope that it's not like it doesn't turn into a thing. But yeah, right. hopefully not. We'll see. But uh, the last thing we have here is on live, uh, saying that they're open to PlayStation and Xbox integration, uh, which as up until now, OnLive was kind of a, considered a competitor to the PlayStation and the Xbox. Uh, but if they are willing to play ball with them, I think that that will really open the, open the doors for cloud gaming. And I don't necessarily think PlayStation and Microsoft will play, will play ball with them. That's like, I'm not 100% sure. Unless- uh, I kind of don't think so. Um, especially when they're they're saying like you know they're well not that it's wrong for them not to want to be bought out but like they're saying that we want our branding on stuff like they're not gonna do that I don't I just don't see them doing it yeah. like they may have the infrastructure they may have it already you know have everything already set up to do cloud gaming they've worked on it all that fun stuff but they're still like that's still not gonna fly like it's not like they're developing games and you know that's a different thing when you put EA or Activision's you know name somewhere in your in your store it's a different thing for you to say like here's a whole whole section of our system that's dedicated to online i yeah. don't see how they benefit and I, I don't think they will either really yeah i mean they would have, i think they would on live would wind up paying like hefty licensing fees to microsoft right you know in order to do it. exactly because you could buy your stuff on OnLive unless unless on live starts giving like some of their profits to microsoft and you know sony there's no reason like for Sony and Microsoft to play ball with them, nope. you know, like they because they're like, no, we want people to buy these games on the PS3 or the the 360, or at the very least buy them digitally, and we'll provide the cloud gaming, you know, for them, you know, or maybe maybe the other way around, maybe Microsoft and Sony, but oh, okay, well you got you have the infrastructure, we'll just pay you money for to use the infrastructure, but we keep our profits. Yeah, you that's know. silly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like so like yeah, he's he's kind of opened the door like, hey, you know, let's talk, let's you know. Let's 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 do something, and uh, 
I don't know. I don't think Microsoft or Sony are very interested in it. They probably have like cloud, uh, you know, cloud systems in the works. Yeah, because I mean they've already got cloud. Well, at least I know PSN's got cloud saves. I think 360 does too. If I'm mistaken, cloud saves like they're they're obviously got things that they're in the works for. So see, in my opinion, if they went with anybody, it would be with Gaikai because Gaikai True. their business is cloud infrastructure for you, mm-hmm. not making money off of the cloud infrastructure. Well, you know, having games in their own cloud network, right? Not you buying them. it from them. Exactly. That would probably you know fit them more directly and maybe that's why um on live is like hey yeah we'll play ball with you guys because maybe they're a little worried like hey you know if they go with gaikai that could kind of blow them away because just think about that think about what would happen if microsoft was like okay you can buy this game on the xbox 360 play through the cloud on the 360 and your pc you know if they open the doors up like that i think that that'd be pretty uh that would hurt on live, I think, because if the, if it's if something's already in the cloud, oh yeah, it's not that I don't think it's that difficult to go multi-platform with it. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. Like I, I just, I just they, there is no reason for them to play ball with them. I don't think. And it's to me, it's really interesting that they're saying like, oh, we're open to playing ball with them now. Like, I wonder if either they're not necessarily getting as much response as they thought they would, or if they, if they feel like that's, that's how that they can still make a mark. But I'm like, it, it's been positioned as a direct competitor to them for so long. And I'm, I'm wondering now if things aren't quite working out the way they're thinking they are yeah. or, or, or they were hoping they did. So now they're like, Oh yeah, but no, we, no, we, we were open integration. We're open for that. Cause I'm like that, that kind of is almost of a sign of weakness. And I think even that there too, they're going to be like, Nope. No need to play ball. Obviously, they need us <laughs> to I kinda, some extent. I kind of figured things were on the not going so well when they gave out all of those on live consoles at PAX. Like they gave out a whole bunch of. Actually, I don't even think they had a limit. If you came to the on live booth at PAX in Seattle, you got a free on live console. Oh wow! I didn't even I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, so I don't think there was a limit on that either. So yeah, they basically like you know they're trying to. I think it, it didn't spread out as much. Like, I, I wonder who they thought their target audience was because you know it came out for PC first, and PC gamers weren't really keen on that because right. for the Why most part, exactly for the most part, PC gamers we build our rigs. You know, I build my rig to play games like Battlefield Three. Why would I want to stream it on live? Like that defeats the purpose of the rig that I built. And then the console gamers really didn't pick it up because. They're console gamers, you know what I'm saying? Like they have, yeah, they buy. Have. <laughs> you have, yeah, we've got this already. <laughs> exactly, they've got games for their consoles that they don't have to stream. They don't have to depend on the internet. They wouldn't have to worry about visual issues or sound, you know, or sound issues. Um, even though I guess that may be an advantage for a console gamer. Like if you could get PC graphics on your console that way, yeah, that's cool and all. Right. But I don't know if you want to hook up an additional console to your TV just to do that. You know, so I don't know. Like, I, th- I just think that maybe most of us already have enough shit hooked in. Exactly. As so it is. I don't, there's no advantage to going on live, to my to, that I can think of, except now that you can play your, you can stream games to your iPad and iPhone. Which, yeah, let me know how that works out. You know, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, but uh, I guess. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. If Microsoft or Sony even respond to that, yeah. You know, and on top of that, just I still I still have an issue with buying games and using it. You know, like and like that being the only way you can access your games and like is on the cloud. I still have an issue with that. So 
I just like demos and stuff. Like I, I do see Gaikai being the the way if there if there's gonna be a we're gonna integrate somebody else with us because at least then it's like oh we we set up your infrastructure you 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 can play demos on stuff but they're not necessarily trying to sell stuff like. I still hate that idea. <laughs> yeah. what, what happens if online goes under or any, you know, anybody else, like at least if like, Oh, Sony goes under, like you still got your system. You still got your games, yada, yada, yada. Like, yep. I don't know. Just a problem. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's going to wrap us up for the topics portion. And for all those people who said, Hey, where's the question? And Rob pulls a question out last week. And then shame on you. Answers. <laughs> shame on you. Big fail. Yes. Big time fail. Yeah. Jesus. You know. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, ask he, me, man. People ask me. And one person answers the question. Come on, guys. Yeah, one person answers the question. And you know what? Like he like, I, I know the guy. And uh he he got to the podcast late last week, so he, he answered the question like right before like when I said, Hey, nobody answered the question, he was like, Oh yeah, I haven't gotten to that port yet. I'm like, mm-hmm. And he so he answered the question and that was it. Nobody else. Some read his response. Um the question was for those who don't remember, what would make the thirty dollar a year subscription to Tetris worth it for you? And his response was this is Wookie BH, you know, comment all star. He says, uh, I can't imagine a single reason why I would pay $30 yearly for anything Tetris-related. That said, I can imagine if someone is super hardcore in Tetris and they offer some matchup head-to-head style services, that might be worth it. I suppose if just about everyone has played and paid for Tetris at some point, there might be enough hardcore Tetrisites out there to make it worthwhile. I'm just not one of them, though. I think he's being too nice about that. <laughs> I mean, I agree with the first part. Obviously, we went through this, but I just, I think he's being too nice. I don't even think a hardcore, like, head-to-head person, like, you can go get a Tetris game for Xbox or PS3 or even Wii probably at this point that's got head-to-head and right. pay less money than that altogether, right. you know, pay less than $31 for the game and play it forever and not even pay it yearly. Exactly. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what features though. Like that's why I put the question out there. But you know, unfortunately, only only got one response. But thank you, Wikibh, who is a comment all star for re- responding because he is the guy who always responds. Yeah, in the pinch, you can get Wikibh. Yeah, but hey, th- for the rest of you though, for shame, I don't even know. No, really, what guys? You literally asked me where what happened to the question. We wanted, we like the question. Well. That's why there was no question because <laughs> got no answer. If you don't answer, we have no reason to ask the question. I, it's fine if you want to think about it and be introspective, but you gotta you gotta put a comment in. Let us know because that's that's the whole reason we come up with the question in the first place. We want to hear from you. I so, thought you just liked asking people random questions. Maybe we should start with that. Like I don't know. Like maybe we should start with the question. Does that mean is that what we should do? That kind like, of defeats the purpose. Like that's like you know. We we don't talk about anything beforehand, <laughs> you know, or or That'd like if we if we ask a question before we talk, like you know, then we give a preview for, kind of for the topics. We're like, what's well, the maybe topic? maybe we should maybe we should go over last week's question first. Like I don't know, like I don't know what would make you guys want to actually put the comment in more. Maybe it's you know getting your name put out there. Maybe get talking about them first. Here's last week's question. Here's who responded. Here's what they said. We can try that. But your I- face will be the featured image. 
There you go. <laughs> That's the following week. <laughs> like I don't know what it'll take. Maybe it's maybe it's internet fame and fortune. So I don't know. But you guys need to respond. Need to comment. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, what should we ask this week, if anything? I don't know, man. People I, mean, kind of just, I was just, so depressed. I was like, you know, I don't even think we're going to ask a question this week. So, <laughs> uh, What did you think about the Xbox Live dashboard? No, here's a question for you. Oh, okay. What would make you answer our questions? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, let's do that. What would make you answer our questions? Yeah, what would make you answer the weekly question? That's the question of the week this week. <laughs> okay. And we'll talk about it first next week. And we'll see how it goes. All right. But uh, once again, as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys you know, coming in weekly, listening to the MASHcast. Uh, if you listen weekly and you aren't subscribed on iTunes, you probably want to subscribe on iTunes. Um, of course you want to subscribe on iTunes. What's wrong with you? Yeah, subscribe you, twice. Yeah, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> Can you do that? Um, there's also... Uh, <laughs> We also have an RSS feed, so if you don't use iTunes, you can always use the RSS feed to subscribe um, to the MASHcast, which is all is always on, on the website. It's in the show notes. like Not on SoundCloud, unfortunately, but on the website. The iTunes uh, subscription link and the RSS subscription link are on uh, the page. Actually, they're on every page, but right. specifically on the page uh, for that week's MASHcast. Um for those who don't know about SoundCloud, it's, we're soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash smash those buttons. Twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, and uh, hmm, let's see. Oh, yeah, we got a. Yes, yeah, so I think I, I mentioned all yeah. the social networks. Wrong. Community at mashthosebuttons.com if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, anything you need to say to us or want to say to us. You can you can hit us there. And, yeah, you know me or Jess, be out there listening for it. Yeah, so yeah, there that you can do that. Um, the Mashcast is always is typically uh, every Monday around one p.m. Eastern. Uh, so if you listen to this early enough, you will still have time to get into our contest, <laughs> which is uh, for a PC version of Skydrift, right, Rob? Yes, it is. Although, actually, it, the contest ends at noon on Monday, oh, so okay, they mind, actually then. probably won't have enough time, unfortunately. Um, but if for some reason it's extended, but I don't see why we would, it, you know, maybe you'll have a chance. But all it is is a, it's a Twitter contest. Uh, tweet a phrase. You get an entrance into, uh, you know, an entrance as, as a chance to win. Uh, we only have one code this time around, so we decided to go this route to give everybody kind of a fair shot, and we're just going to pick at random, yeah. random winner. And actually, um, maybe we can extend it because I got an email shortly before we started recording, and we kind of just they kind of upped the ante because they gave us two codes for their DLC. Oh, really? Yeah. So I figured like we only get we only have one code for the game proper. Mm-hmm. So we might as well just throw all of the codes in there in one batch. Up the ante, like here, here's everything. Oh, okay. So they have two different DLC packs. They have two different DLC packs. Oh, okay. So all right, yeah, we can extend that then. Uh, give people some more opportunity. So, so actually, you do have a chance to win. <laughs> um, Imagine they, that. We will put the we will put the contest in the show notes so that you can you can see that and uh, just hop on Twitter. It's for we made it super simple. All you got to do is tweet a phrase. It was you know. I entered to win a chance to, to win Skydrift from Master's Buttons, follow or and you know, and retweet for your chance. That's it. It's it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty um, much it. 
So, yeah, there's no games coming out because, you know, it's friggin' December, so. Yeah. Trying to just came out, actually. I'm lying. It just came out for PC, but that's it, really. Yeah, and that's actually a pretty good game that I think everybody should check out. Even play Trine 1. Like, Trine 1 is an excellent game. Yep. So, actually, I need to finish Trine 1. I want to finish it before I actually play Trine 2. So, once again, a, a Steam deal. I got that game for like two bucks. Love Steam. Steam Love Steam. Steam Ooh. is killing it. This, this is why Steam works. We didn't talk about it, but they have now they have coupons as well. So, I mean, Steam is just... You want to talk about a competitor to retail. There, there you go, right there. That's, yeah. that's the reason that things will be digital. <laughs> but the people need to learn from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but like I said, thanks for listening. Uh, we will guys, we will catch you guys next week with an all new Mashcast number thirty two, I assume. <laughs> so, uh, well, thanks for listening, and you guys have a good day, night, whatever time it is. Take care, everybody. Later. <laughs>